In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, a mid-week win for Yeovil Town by the beach, if you can call it that. Uh, here to talk about the 3-2 victory over Western Supermare is Mr. David Coates. Someone who also lives next to an estuary. I'm going to I'm gonna have to correct you there. It's not a beach, it's not a sea, it's an estuary. I'm not having it any other way, but good evening. <laughs> okay. Estuary uh, knowledge any, for you there. Any, any water-based... Things you want to add to the beginning of this conversation? A, a duck pond. There's a duck pond within walking distance, yes. Okay. Um, that's, that's about all I can offer that's you. That's about it. Yeah, right. Cool. What yeah. watercourses do you have near your house, listeners? <laughs> Write in and tell us. <laughs> and we were both watching on streams. Hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's done it. Slowly yes. gone and done it. That's it. I Less. think we should just yeah, finish no. there. Let's go to the quiz. There. That is like... <laughs> that is. There's no. I've peaked so early, kids. <laughs> wow. Ah, the only way is down from here. Um, yeah, you did watch on the stream, and I was there, leaning on a metal bar with. It wasn't quite together. It was that you know when stuff like could pinch your skin. There was a real risk of it being pinching the skin because the bar wasn't like together, like it was meant to be joined up, and it wasn't. There were mm. bits of duct tape there trying to hold it together, which had failed. And it was a real like careful. You could rip a nipple off here if you. Oh, what, what? <laughs> what were you doing on this terrace? What were you wearing? <laughs> I was wearing my black and yellow Yeovil Town away shirt. Oh, do the nipples protrude through that? <laughs> well, no, but yeah, I've written about four titles down already. So, <laughs> well, that's a, that's a better job than the other day when when Ian and I were on. We didn't write any down. We had to. There you them. go. You see, you need the professionals on there. Yeah. Professional what? I don't know, but professional. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now I did enjoy you two and Foxy. Yeah, it, you went on a bit, didn't you? An yeah, hour and a half. Jesus Christ! I turned that one on. on. <laughs> Blooming! I had to listen to it in about three sittings. <laughs> you could put this it on double people, ta- double yeah, speed. Yeah. One and a half time it. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to go the same way if I keep on going like this, aren't I? So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. So, a, a good evening. I want you guys to tell me what it was like watching on the stream, and then you guys can, you know, ask me what it was like what in you? amongst the eight hundred and fifty nervous wrecks Ish. during the game. But how was it? How was it on the on the telly box? Lovely. Yeah. I mean, I, after I, the match, Ben, you said, you know, that could have been six or seven. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> there, it didn't feel like that so much. I genuinely, until until after the stoppage for the poorly supporter, 
I at never not one point did I feel nervous. Not one point did I feel concerned. I was just thinking, rack them up. Got the couple early goals, and I was thinking, really rack them up. And we had we had chances. We had some nice passages of the play. Genuinely, I was thinking, go on, go and go and put go and put a cricket score past a few uh, past one of these sides, and it didn't quite happen in that way um, because they, to their credit, fought back into it and, and had a bit of a go, but. Um, yeah, and until that that stoppage, I was in I was in no way, shape or form concerned. I thought we played some nice stuff. I thought we got things right tactically. I think we dealt with the issues that came our way. Just ticked a lot of boxes, and it was just great to watch. Great to feel the atmosphere. I I started off listening with the radio, and then I turned the radio off because I figured that you could hear quite a lot of what was going on down the touchline. So I thought I would turn the radio off and just have a listen to actually what was going on in the dugouts. That was really interesting. Um, Dave, why are you laughing? It was hilarious. <laughs> just listening to Mark Cooper, just like bowling and swearing. And, and then people from the Western End shouting at him and calling him worthy and a ginger bastard and all sorts <laughs> of ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They 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 made a real beeline for Matt Worthington. They did second, second half. They, they were well on him weren't when they? he was yeah. in that attacking left hand area. There yeah. were two or three of them. They were just in camera shot. You could pick them out, and they made a real beeline for him. And like yeah, calling him yeah. big time Charlies and all everything, everything you can under the sun. Things <laughs> would definitely get this podcast taken off air if I were to repeat them. Matt Worthington got called it. Oh, poor Matt. Well, poor Matt. I would say that I felt all of the things Ben felt for about the first 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> and and and, and I, I sensed absolutely everything that you guys had been talking about. And uh, as Boxy pointed out to me, he said it, urgency. Urgency, that's exactly what that 20 minutes was all about. And, and, and in terms of the way that we played, I'd seen us play that way um, in other games this season. But the urgency wasn't there. And that mm. is exactly what was there in that first 20 minutes was urgency. And they looked like they were like, right, we're going for this. And I don't know if you guys saw the the HP source video from, from Western. And you heard uh, Mark Cooper, one of his final words to them were, don't let them down. You know, there's 850 of them here tonight. Don't let them down. And blimey, first 20 minutes, they didn't let them down, did they? No. No, no, they really didn't. I mean, let's talk about the lineup. Obviously, Josh Hours comes in to the midfield and heard James my question Sen- heard my question obviously <laughs> yeah that was exactly. me influencer yeah yeah you are the new director of football at Hewish Park and um Jamie Sendles white in at right back I think on paper it was all like oh no is that a back five but um no it was uh JSW at right back um for hours added some really nice balance to our midfield, a little bit Jamie Andrews-esque, maybe it's just because he's left-footed, but it almost felt like it was, oh, this is, you know, you've got Williams in the middle, and then either side of him, you've got a right foot and a left footer, and I thought ours looked really good, almost to the point that there there was a couple of moments where um, he was almost crying out for his teammates to make runs, like the urgency that he had wasn't being matched at points. I think there was one moment in particular where Alex whistles on the left-hand side and he's sort of just waiting for him to make the run and saying, come on, make that run because there's a ball in over the top here and just didn't quite, didn't quite come. But yeah, I thought ours did very well. Um, 
in that game. But like you said, a very urgent start. And we, it was hard to remember. It wasn't until I watched the, the um, HP source, the, um, the order in which things happen. Cause Morgan Williams has that chance. What a save that before is, by the, way. the goal. And it's real. Yeah. Close range. I think either side, if he gets it on either side, it probably goes in, but yeah, it's straight at the keeper and he manages it's, to get down almost, and keep it out. It's almost beyond the keeper. It goes through a thing of bodies and he must see it so late. It's just instinctive. It's a cracking save. Morgan Williams, like you said, he doesn't have to get it much further wider on either direction and he scores. It's a great save. Frank Newble as well has a chance, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, where he, he, um, where he kind of... Uh, and I, I didn't... I mean, we'll come on to Frank Newble or I'll certainly come on to Frank Newble in a bit. Um, but, have we gone uh, back to Newble, have we? Oh, yeah. You see, it's hardwired <laughs> into me now. It's hardwired into me, even though... I know it's wrong. Right. Frank Nuble. Right. I'm going to keep saying it until I get it right. Frank Nuble. Um, yeah. And there was one thing I remember when he had that um, interview, when he was did the press conference the other week. And he said, um, I, I, I haven't had a chance to get my dribbling going. And I thought, uh, I thought to myself, can he dribble? You know, a guy the size he is. But uh, you see him close up in that HP source. He's got some good footwork and he, some tidy... Um, Tidy little jinx to get himself into the position he got himself into there, and you know that to chuck everything at him to to, to keep it out as well. No, so yeah, but then then the opening goal and David Beckham stand aside. Yeah, and, and that sort of came. That free kick came after a little bit of pressure. There was a couple of tackles. I think after the tackle on Jordan Young, the ref plays advantage, and Morgan uh, Reese Murphy gets tackled in the box, and then he he pulls it back. You know. It's one of those where sometimes a referee might have thought, well, that ball's gone and they've had a chance to shoot and have been tackled, play on, uh, let's, you know, play on and we won't go back for that one. But yeah, that was some some free kick from Jordan Young. Two points I want to make. Firstly, Mark Cooper gets the assist. Because whilst I was listening in on the stream, all you can hear is Mark Cooper shouting at Jamie Sendles White, make sure Youngie takes it. Tell Youngie to take it. Don't let Reese have it. Youngie's <laughs> got to take it. And Jamie Sendles White trundles off and he obviously has a little word and, and Reese Murphy then does the run over before they hit. And then I was watching the, the clip of the goal and Jamie Sendles White knows it's in before everyone else. And that's a lovely little moment. His <laughs> arms go up before the ball even hits the post. And that must just, that's a nice little moment. He knows it's hidden the second it's its left his boot. It's a, yeah, that's a really, really nice goal. So can I say I, I missed the moment it actually hit the uh, hit the net because I was trying to screen grab it on the off the stream so that I could put a picture of it onto the onto the thing. And I and, and I saw it and just as he stepped up, I snapped it and then I just heard this roar and I was like, quick, move out of the way. And then he was just running off and celebrating. So I was very glad that uh, Ollie um recorded it as well and we were able to put it on the match report because yeah hell of a finish i didn't realize it again gone in off the post until i saw that so yeah, yeah. proper yeah in off the post steve those you don't say <laughs> hey don't just those. for the record that is not me yeah in the scottish Donny. accent don i have yeah. not done it since your letter to the editor and <laughs> we'll refrain from it uh yeah and then we went and scored again straight away which was weird um <laughs> from a corner a header yeah. from a corner 
I mean, at what point do we have to say when are we going to score from open play here, lads? This is <laughs> getting all a bit Stoke City, right, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, again, Young comes over right by the corner flag that we were in and, you know, former Glover's cast quiz champion, Rob Manley, sort of, I think we can credit him with the assist for that one because he told him to get it in there, um, which he did. <laughs> and then makeshift right back, big lad pops up and bangs that one in. And it was almost like the celebrations in that end. It, it was like a mix of relief, surprise and joy that we're 2-0 up early doors. And yeah, like you said, a, a set piece. Um, goal and assist for Jordan Young. It was, yeah, really nice. Really, really nice feeling. I can say I bet you were pinching yourself, but I imagine that <laughs> prop was probably pinching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. And as he said, the, uh, there was a video of it, wasn't there, that Jamie Sender was right, which was on the HP source as well. He said, don't, when you don't score many, you celebrate like this or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Because so, he, uh, yeah, he, he was well in there, wasn't he? But yeah, Jordan Young, wow, what a uh, what player he's starting to look. He is looking great. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of went a little bit without getting to uh, Brian's gun, uh, two nils, dangerous scoreline, and we really—I don't know—I don't feel like we took our foot off the gas so much as. They woke up. Western yeah. really upped it. It was almost like, oh, there's no, we're two 0 down now. Not, there's no pressure here, but we've got nothing to lose. Let's start playing, and they really did step it up. And I thought certainly, uh, Grub, you know, he looks a player. Um, and then number eleven, they didn't have names on the back, but their number eleven, he was the guy on the right with the left foot. He was very left footed. Yeah, Ruben um, Reed. Let me tell you that. <laughs> no, what's it? I weirdly, I don't think Ruben Reed had a bad game. During... I, no, he. I <laughs> said very good back to goal. <laughs> very good back to goal. He had a great back to goal game, and I thought I thought I he gave goal. Josh Staunton a horrible night. He did Josh Staunton had a really Josh Staunton would have felt every minute of that game because yeah. Ruben Reed was giving him a, a bloody hard time. The number nine didn't help him out whatsoever. Marlon Jackson. Is it Jackson? So yeah. um, you're right in Grub and the number 11 was right. But the number nine, Ruben Reed was trying to get the ball and kept looking for this number nine, this Jackson fella. And he was just so distant. And it reminded me a little bit of like the Havant game where his strike partner was nowhere near him. And so he had to take the extra touch and try and find Grub or try and find someone else. So, um, yeah. And, and they had every right to. They're at home. They are going to have spells of possession they're going to try and get back in the game and they were they were okay i didn't feel like we were ever in much danger number 11 jordan bastin there you go, you go. yeah kudos to that man yeah and it, it did feel like it was obviously they go and score um i'm not sure what minute it was but they they, they score that Thirty-eight. They score that goal, and it did kind of feel like the pressure was building. They were pulling us about a bit, stretching us more and more. I think there was a couple of. I don't know if there was a loose pass from Staunton. Oh, that was after the. That was after the goal. That loose pass from Staunton. But we just there were moments where it felt like we were maybe overplaying it a little bit, and just yeah, where there was a pass on, there was I think 
there was either two or three times where if someone gets their head up and whips a ball out, you've got Young was on the right-hand side with acres of space or Murphy was on the left-hand side with acres of space. There was just these little times where if someone had got their head up and played that ball out, we were in with a chance, but we sort of turned back on ourselves and played it around a bit and then, yeah, ended up losing it. But their goal was a, a good hit. It took a deflection, but very well struck. Won't score I, that one, will he? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize how much of a, of a deflection it took. Yeah. I accidentally gave him the Western Supermare <laughs> goal of the season award. It was you on the Twitter, wasn't it? it yeah. Was me on that one. Yeah, um, I gave <laughs> you a bit premature Western... twice on the the Twitter this week, and that's how <laughs> I got two said. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Morton hits it. I didn't realize it took quite as much of a nick as it did, um, but I still think it's a heck of a strike and. Mm. they have every right to be shooting from there if you're going to score from there if we're restricting them to long range efforts which most of the game we did you've either got to get a deflection or score a worldie they joe 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 day had some work to do there were there were there were there were there were a couple where he came dashing out there were a couple where there there was there was a good number of occasions throughout the 90 minutes where i thought Thank God, you know we've got him, and and that's not a criticism of um of 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 Will Buse, but I was I was pleased to have somebody who um was exper- experienced there. I think if it had been Will Buse, I'd have felt a little bit more nervous if he was doing some of the things Joe Day was doing, um because there were a couple of herring out of his off his goal line moments, um which he felt more control. And I thought, I, yeah, I thought he had a, a good game. Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't think he had that much to do, or at least what he was doing was not beyond sort of. Well, no, not, not 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 I beyond, asking, but he still yeah. had to do it. He wasn't. He it. wasn't stretched like he was against no. Chelmsford, but he there were big there were saves that he you know he had to make, and I think yeah that one in particular where he has to come out and help out Josh Staunton because of that loose pass was you know that's that's as big as a save yeah. at that point just before half time because. They were kind of pushing on before um, the half-time whistle. So I've got, before before they even scored, you got Long Ranger from Morton, well held by Day, combination of Day and Morgan William turned a dipping shot over the crossbar. Kieran Thomas's low effort from the edge of the box, blocked by Day. And then Josh Staunton, loose pass and Josh Staunton almost let. I said Reed. Was it Reed or was it the other lad up front? Was Yeah, quick off the mark to clear his danger. So he was... He was definitely there. Yeah. And then second half we come out. There's a change, um, which, yeah, Jamie Sanders-White comes off and Zach Bell came on with a bit of a point to prove, I think, after the weekend. And uh, I thought he had a really good, really good game. I think he, perhaps it, because he was up against Grubb, who was very attack-minded, he was a, and, you know, a bit more experienced is maybe the polite way to say it. Bell had a lot more license to get forward because um, he wasn't particularly well followed in those areas. But when he defended, he defended really well as well. Uh, just a side note, Jamie Sendles-White had to walk all the way through the away end to get round to the dugout after he'd had a shower at halftime. <laughs> so he literally walked through the terrace right. uh, all the people, way. I'm guessing people noticed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, what well, a mate, good, 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 good
But yeah, I don't think he stuck around inside the sweat box that was the away end at Western. It was, uh, yeah, <laughs> some very close quarters. Um, Brought his debut line. He's hurt his Achilles, isn't he, JSW? Yeah. It's a bit of a concern. Because I, I didn't think he did a lot wrong. No, no, it was a surprise when he came off, really. Yeah. Um, I sort of assumed it had to be injury, really, because he you know, didn't do anything wrong at all. Um, oh, I yeah. was waiting for him to go soon, then. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not doing it. Um, what was the view like? You said, didn't you? Yeah, what was the view like? What's he told me that he, he, he couldn't see? Couldn't see all of it. He said, I, "I enjoyed what I could see." He said, "So I'm guessing he." He said there was a step behind the goal. Yeah. So we made the decision to not get beers and not pay for the. Western Cups, which some people got through plenty of Western Cups there. And they had these big two-pinter jug things as well that people were buying. The view, yeah, so we got there nice and early. So we had the bar, the pinchy bar. Um, and then, yeah, as people were piling in, yeah, it was very much a tiptoe sort of scenario. There was like, there was, yeah, a flat bit and then one step. So it was very on your toes, on your tiptoes. Um I can imagine there were some achy calves in the in the morning after. <laughs> Probably why um, uh, Sendles White didn't hang about in the terrace is Achilles wouldn't have handled it. He didn't want to do his well. Calf. Yeah, yeah, that too. Although he's tall, so he would have been all right. Yeah, right. Um, everyone else would have struggled. So, yeah, no, the view is okay if you decided not to get a drink or eat um, and go st- <laughs> and take your place. Um, yeah, and then we scored early doors. Ten minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's Frank, wasn't it? It was, a again, the delivery from Jordan Young looks all right on the stream, but from the view we had, oh, it looked awful. <laughs> we go, oh, what? Wasn't it? Yeah, we were like, oh, what is that? And then, it, yeah, Staunton nods it back over and it goes in. And we're like, that's a great ball. Yeah. You have to say that uh, you have to give Josh Dalton a lot of credit for that yeah. as well, I think, because he, yeah, he gets up very high, doesn't he? To, yeah. uh, and to he's get got that to one. put a lot of power on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Floating. So he's got, to, he's got to generate power. He's not just putting that in a position and just deflecting it. He's got to put power on it to get it back from where it came. And yeah, that's a, that's a good assist, a good pre-assist. Very good pre-assist. Good assist. And Newell's got a couple of people to hold off. Like he's, there are people in there, and he's got yeah, to get right. in the right place. Nice finish, earns himself a pint. Yes, yeah. Nice of the Western fans <laughs> to buy him a drink, wasn't it? Yeah. It yeah. was a. Uh, it's something we've been doing a lot of, like a lot of our corners that we take. We're going for that over to the back post and head it back in across. Usually, it, Jake Wannell, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it's. I don't, I mean, he scored the one, didn't he, against Truro, but it's not something that's worked as of yet. So it was nice that, you know, from that set play it worked. And obviously the corner, it was a deep corner that we headed in at the back post as well. So, um, yeah, the set pieces are working. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree, like it wasn't, we were well in control really. It didn't, it didn't, oh, yeah. that second half didn't feel like the first half in that it was like, oh, they're coming back into this. They barely laid a glove on us in the second half. 
Um, I, think, it, I think this is where my six or seven goal comment comes in real. Because if we were savvy, we could have opened them up big time at that point. Because there was one where Zach Bell was an absolute menace down the right-hand side. And when he's flying forward, and to a certain extent, Whittle on the other end, you just have that extra option. And then you got crosses coming in. And there was one where it must be quite near the end because JMD and, and Worthington get in each other's way. If yeah. either of them leaves it for either of the others, it's a tap-in. How Worthington misses his last-minute effort for the break, I have no idea. He hits it he, he hits it too well, if anything. Get that cliche in. He hits it too well. If he scuffs it, it nettles in the bottom corner. There are so many moments like that where you just think that there was a couple of moments where Murphy needed an extra half a mile an hour on the ball through. There was one where Frank Newble, you were talking about his little footwork, there was one in the top right-hand corner, left-back area. He's got two of them on him. They're pulling him, pushing him, kicking him, shoving him. He's got the ball at his feet. He nutmegs one, he's got around the other, and then he's banging on goal. Now, he's either got a close-angle shot or he's got a, a pass sideways. Ref calls a foul. Never a foul in a million years. If anything, it's a foul to us, because Newball was getting... You know, it's those little moments where we just kept it so simple at times. Look wide, Zach Bell's going. Look wide, Whittle's going. And then we get our creative players involved. And that word urgency comes back into it. We we kept control. We kept things simple. It were quick. I just really liked it. It's just I liked an awful lot of it. Yeah, and I'll I'll openly admit that in the first half I was saying, "What is Frank Newblay there for?" I I, I thought he had a terrible first half, and and I, I just couldn't understand. I think I said, can I just have another Jordan Young and uh, and replace him for, for, for him? Because I thought he had absolutely nothing. But then it seemed like when he scored, that almost brought him to life a little bit. And and I say that, uh, I've contradicted myself completely there by saying, because that, that, first, that first opportunity he had, when I saw it again close up, there was some, some great footwork in there. But I think... Um, we said it when he came on against uh, against Tombridge that against tiring teams and in 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 the, in the second half of uh, of games he could be an absolute man as exactly what he did against Tombridge wasn't it? He came on, he picked the ball up. There was no one in the world was going to stop him, and then he just absolutely blasted it. But I felt like, and I felt like this for the, certainly a good number of times that I've seen him play this season. That rather than doing that. And rather than showing his good footwork and his dribbling and all and all of this, he kind of turns back on himself. And maybe that's because the teams were playing against and doubling up on him and 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 so on. So perhaps I'm being a bit harsh, but I, I thought he offered nothing in the first half. But second half, once he scored, um, that I thought that lifted because our you said Ian on the WhatsApp that there was it was you could cut the atmosphere and the tension with a knife and you could sense that because it went from being very loud at 2-0 to 2-1 and you could feel the nerves coming mm. through the through the speakers and I could feel it because my watch flashed up at me telling me I was on 100, 120 beats a minute and you haven't you, you sat down <laughs> mate so what's wrong with you are you having a heart attack or something <laughs> that was two minutes into the game it did that so um that's uh, watching on the stream wasn't even good for my health but but then as soon as we scored that third it got loud again. And more importantly, all the mouthy ones that Ben and I could hear on the stream, calling Mark Cooper, everything under the sun as well. Um, they went quiet as well. And 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 you you almost felt that we sensed that. And um and that's where we we really uh we really took control. Like you say, I, I until until they got that that second goal, I don't think we 
we were, that we were ever really in, in, in trouble. Not that I felt we were in trouble when they scored the second goal because it was, it was difficult to figure out how much time was added on because obviously mm. there was the stoppage because of um, uh, the incident in the crowd. But yeah. um, then, uh, so it's difficult to work out. So when he scored, you were thinking, how long is there actually left here? Um, and there was a, there was a hairy, hairy moment, wasn't it? I think my mate Ruben was involved in, in some, in something, wasn't he? Right at the end, he got it in the, in the mixer. Yeah, and their goal is, it's a bit of a poor one, isn't it? Really, they just seem to team that's not switched on again. Yeah, 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 not switched on after the delay. The free kicks conceded sloppily and higher challenge from Whittle. Yeah, big time. Yeah, so it just added, you know, <laughs> added a bit of tension until the, the final whistle on top of loads of stoppage time mm. and stoppage time on top of the on stoppage time on top of the stoppage time with the um, incident as well. So, but can I just say that um, just because I'm just watching it back on the uh, on the on the match report, it's a great delivery from I think it's Grub, isn't it? He's got a, yeah, he's got the armband on, hasn't he? So yeah, it's a great delivery into the box. But there we go. That was the final go. whistle. Game over. 3-2. The away win, first away win of the season. Is that monkey off our back? On a grass pitch. Yeah. <laughs> on a pitch, Dave. Our on first away win pitch. on a pitch. On, on a pitch. Actual pitch. No, yeah. There's a new rule about any other pitches. Is that no, there wasn't. You said <laughs> yeah. you were this close. You said yeah. you were this close from doing and it. You, you never pushed said it over it. the line. No. <laughs> everyone says they're, they're they're bored with it, but everyone's talking about it. If we if we're gonna add a rule, can we break rule one again? Because the referee was frigging horrendous again. How many yellow cards did we end up with? Well, I don't think you've got them all listed on the probably not. I probably board. ran out. I was trying <laughs> to keep up. You ran, ran out of words. I ran out of fingers. <laughs> it must be eight, because Bell was definitely booked. Was and he? Whittle was definitely booked. So I think it's eight. The annoying but, thing was oh that a couple of them were for time wasting, weren't they? And I know he was well, maybe being... was for time wasting, and he didn't do anything. Well, he was taking he was taking his time in the first half on some stuff. You're allowed to. <laughs> well, um, yeah, Hugh, I noticed Hugh. I put the tweet in the match report. He said he said he was uh, the start of the first half. He was haranguing his defence about lackadaisical defending. Don't use the word lackadaisical in our match reports very often, but you did. So that's the former teacher in him, I think. Yeah. But did you notice that, Ian? Lackadaisical defending? It was at the other end that we... Oh, right. Oh, no, You're... it wasn't. In the second half, it wasn't. Um, I can't say that I was too nervous. <laughs> it was too... It was... <laughs> I was today years old when I realised it wasn't lackadaisical. <laughs> Hugh's gonna, Hugh is gonna have you on toast for that. Lackadaisical, lackadaisical, yeah. I, 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 I yeah. I, I would, I see in my head, I had it as LAX. That, that's when, yeah, when, when you can't stop. Yeah. Don't know what we can, don't know what we can say, Ben. It, it's no. not. No. <laughs> it never has been. <laughs> I had that man a dictionary. I was today years old though. I like that one. Yeah, never had that. Haven't you? No, never had that. To spend more time on the internet. So you were today years old when you first heard. <laughs> today years old. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> By the way, I've, the the moment's gone, but my referee 
comment there was because his name was Liam Corbett and I wanted to get in, it would have been better off having Ronnie as ref. Uh, okay. That's what I was going That's what I was angling for, but then we got sidetracked by... By you, yeah, your grasp of the English language. There we go. Um, after the match, a lot of hype about Jordan Young. Big Mark man. Cooper saying he looks like he belongs. He does look confident. I think that goal that he scored against... Tunbridge he scored against, wasn't it? Yeah. Feels like it's lifted him. And I said it on Sunday about how, you know, he was the bright spark against uh, Chelmsford and you almost need it. He needs to be one of the first names on the team sheet in that, you know, in that attacking unit just because of how he plays and gone even further for that now, I'd say. Um, yeah, and and Cooper said we, I think he said on the club one how we'd paid a bit of money for him, as well. Oh, which was, him, yeah, yeah. Happy I mean, days. Yeah, five grand. I'll keep <laughs> you five grand for that. Yeah. <laughs> Profit good. on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Really good. And then I think Jordan Young, he spoke to the club as well, didn't he? The club YouTube after, and just there was lots of in the ends on it. I noticed it's got there in the end, got there in the end. And I think that was, that was a feeling that we all had in the away end. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how you do it, does it? At the end of the season, we'll just look at it back on it and say it was three points. And that's all that matters. It was. Yeah. A good three points, I think as well. Um, And makes, and, and we said on the, on the last week, didn't we said that, the one all draw against Chelmsford looks fine if you win against Western. Yeah. So I think I think that it does just help that that Saturday feel a bit better as well. Yeah. And onwards to Eastbourne Borough. Absolutely, yeah. This Saturday. Back on, on for what is it? Game five consecutive Saturdays now, isn't it? Five or six. Yeah. Five or six. After the draw with AFC Stoneham. Yeah. Stoneham. 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 Um, who've got a great club crest with the football over the the Great British Isles. <laughs> Wonderful. Someone described it. Was it Seb said it was like a great piece of or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um yeah. credit to him. Yeah. <laughs> They've. We'll get into it more next week. I'm sure they've already played three FA Cup games. Yeah, I didn't realise they did a pre. Was it pre preliminary? Was it an extra preliminary? Extra preliminary, preliminary, and then a first. Yeah. Yeah, and they were four one down two minutes into the second half, home to Basingstoke, who apparently they hadn't played any, they hadn't beaten anybody from two. They were two levels above. I think Basingstoke are one level below us, aren't they? So. We're three levels of them. I think that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, came from four one down to win five four. Giant killers. Crazy. And then, and then they scored eight at the weekend, or eight on Tuesday night. Hmm. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because yeah. no. we've got to, we've got to find an AFC Stoneham fan now. So <laughs> I have yeah. to get that. I mean, that the chairman, chairman might come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. I'll give him a LinkedIn follow. See if I can. Uh, Raise him. Yeah, I know we're not allowed to look at the table yet, but Eastbourne are 
towards the lower end of said table. They won on Tuesday night, though, right? Or Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Yeah, they've had a Wednesday day night. less rest. Yeah. So yeah. No excuses about fitness. There won't be any anyway. No, exactly. Don't do excuses. Do reasons, as Ben was saying. <laughs> yes. Um, Get that little dictionary out, find out what an excuse and a reason are. It's actually got a dictionary. Yeah, yeah you carry on. I'm going to look up. <laughs> excuse comes first, doesn't it? Um, so what do we think for what do we think for Saturday team news wise obviously we're going to be without Jamie Sendles White we've been slowly building back Jordan Stevens I know Mark Cooper said after that Stevens has sort of done the 20 the 20 last weekend he's done half an hour against Western and it's all about you know getting him up to that level where he'll do you know 60 70 um, but he's Certainly got that added dimension from when he's come on that pace that adds a lot more to how we play. I think it'll be a bit too soon, but I suppose the big question is Josh Hours. I was going to just say that. I I, I was going to ask the two of you what you thought. but I, well, I, I've asked you first. Well, I don't think you can drop him. I don't think you can drop him for to bring Charlie Cooper back in. And that's not a criticism of Charlie Cooper because that would be too easy. But um, I'm going to... Uh, I, I would say Josh Hours has done <laughs> done nothing wrong. <laughs> so uh he is uh yeah, he is he's the cat, isn't he? So he's Zuma's cat, that's who he is. And you cannot kick him. Um yes, and I can. weirdly think that Zach Bell's performance in the second half at right back means I don't think you can drop him, which means Morgan Williams, who is undroppable, has to be in the middle. So there's not a lot of room in there all of a sudden. We've gone from thinking, oh, God, we've got no Cooper, we've got no Worthington, we're a little bit light in the middle, to we can't get all these midfielders in. <laughs> Word you're looking at, Dave? Excuse. Oh. <laughs> gives, first definition for excuse, gives reasons why something that someone has done wrong may be justified. Reasons. There you go. Okay. Anyway, uh, Yes, um, I think I'd... St- oh, my, uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> a soft area of wetland. <laughs> I think if... I mean, I think if, if Cooper's to come back in and you're going to keep hours in the team, then I think Why Williams goes... Why has to come back in? Well, he doesn't have to come back in, but I think if he was to come back in... he I mean, he's played every game up until he's been sent off. Um... I think you'd move Williams to fullback, but I don't know. I'm quite enjoying Morgan Williams in there. I, I'd say there's a logic for keeping a winning team. Yeah, they've they've, they've won the game. They've they you know, as it was said that first twenty minutes was 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 excellent. Um, you they they ground out a result. Um, and Josh Daunton said after the game, it's a springboard, and they've 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 done they've done everything they could do in in a difficult atmosphere. So I would not be disappointed if that lineup that started uh, Tuesday starts Saturday. Yeah, I mean there there'll be I'm sure I don't know what East Bourneborough are like or what they've got, and I'm sure Mark Cooper does far better than me, and that's why he's a manager and I'm not. But um, I I, I think anybody who was moved around. Um, could feel could feel hard done by. If they're fit, you I I agree. If everyone's fit and healthy, and yeah, I would go with as, as, as close to the 
the same team as possible. Uh, if Cooper has to sit out a couple of games because others are in form, that's fine. There's enough yellow cards in the system that we'll need him back on the pitch sooner rather than later. And I'm a big fan of Charlie Cooper and what he brings to the team, but it was balanced. That was the word, wasn't it? It was balanced. And if hours are coming and not done so well, no, no problem in my mind. Flipping back around, great. But he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Um, I think we might see Stevens from the start. Because I think if you do have hours, what you need is you need a lot of creativity and you need lots of Jordan Young-esque players. And I think Newball played the full 90, didn't he? Newblay. Newblay yeah. played the full yeah. 90, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I wonder if he might be the one to come and be explosive off the bench in place of Stevens. We don't know what the situation is with Hyde. So you think he was there, wasn't he? I didn't I didn't notice him there, but he was on the he was there, as was Fisher, as was Dawes. So, you know, this we're gonna need the full squad. I I alluded to it. So on my conclusions that we are gonna need the squad. I think there's an argument for Nuble starting again in that middle just because of his physical presence and how off-putting that is to defenders. Like I think. You know, Chelmsford was an example of where they had a giant at the back in Dave Winfield who we got nothing out of. But presumably not every team, well, we know not every team has a giant like that in their defence. And more often than not, Nuble should, you know, should have a, a dominant, should be able to dominate a defence and have that that sort of level of performance where he isn't being beaten in the air for every header. And I think it's just that added... I said it in pre-season, he has that, like, that stickiness where when he gets the ball to his feet and he's got that confidence, he holds people off and just keeps the ball quite nicely, which we saw bits of it on um, against Western. So I think there's an argument for him to stay. I still, Yeah, I'd like to see, don't get me wrong, I want to see Stevens on the left, Young on the right, and just rapid, pacey people cutting inside with fullbacks bombing on around the corners, around the outside of them overlapping. So, yeah, the sooner we can see that, the better. But, yeah, yeah, keep it the same. Keep it the same and build on it. Make it about us again. Just start with that same urgency, regardless of what 11 are on there, because they've had a day less of prep. Yeah, they're in, they've, they've won a couple of games, but just keep it about us. It's almost irrelevant what the other team have got if they are 2-0 down in 15 minutes. Hey, man. Questions? Can we do some questions? Yep. Yeah. I've got some questions on the FB. And okay. I didn't even I didn't even share it across the different sites today. Oh, that's good. Got, we've got a few a uh, few questions here. I'm gonna put all comments so that yeah, I've got three here. Okay. Right on. Uh Tim Hubble. Regular uh, questioning. Thank you, Tim. Um, questionnaire, I should say. Uh, it was a good team performance of Western Superman, but I feel we are shipping too many goals still. Do you think there needs to be... Uh, what do you think needs to be done to shore up the fence at all? Maybe another signing. I think as the season progresses, it's going to cost us. We conceded seven in our last three. Score more goals. Yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's a fair point. Um, definitely is 
I don't think we... any of the goal. Well, no, maybe the second goal. I mean, the first goal. What can you do about that? Yes, on Tuesday night, the second goal. Like you said, it was a tied tackle. It was a. Yes, but the yeah. goal against Chelmsford, you could have done a lot about it. You could have the yeah. goals against Haven't. There's probably stuff you could have done about oh, them as well. Yeah, that's certainly one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the goal that we that we conceded against Truro. You know, if you've got a bit more speed at the back, maybe you. That doesn't happen, albeit it's a good finish by their striker. Um, not sure about the goal against what was the goal we conceded against Maidstone? That was a corner and a header from a corner, wasn't he? He was a mark, that giant yeah. guy who came off the bench. Yeah. So yeah. there's a couple of like concentration y bits. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've, or well, I've said that I'd like a centre back, a pacey centre back, maybe to. An Owen Bevan esque loney that comes in and can, you know, support that department. But yeah, you'd like to think once we found that I think I think a lot of it comes from that balance in the midfield. We've been trying different things. And I think if you can get a regular midfield setup, shape in front of that defense, i.e. Williams in the middle with Cooper, Worthy, or Hours either side. If you've got that regular three in front that protect, I feel like that will make a difference. At the moment, it's been there's been quite a lot of chopping and changing. Yeah, you need a steady, settled back, whatever, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Ben's on Ben's on mute and just shaking his head. So I can hear screaming children. Child, oh, right. just one. Oh, right, okay. Right, let's go into the next question. Uh, Michael Stony Stone, I'm going to edit this one slightly because I think he means unoriginal. What's the most unoriginal chant you have heard? I will start. Championship, and you effed it up. But don't tell the Western fans. They think it's new and cool. Ben has literally got up and walked out of the room. Or he's about to walk out of the room. Uh, I think the most unoriginal chant is same old Yeovil always cheating or same old... That that nonsense. Or something is massive everywhere they go. Yes. Or gets yes. battered everywhere they go. Also, the what do we think of Weymouth? Mm. What yeah. do we think of mm, Weymouth? Thank you. That's right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ben's muted himself, so he doesn't have to ask this question. But uh, another question, Nathan Reed. Are you getting Martin back on? I'm sure that's Martin Hallier. Uh, Christmas, maybe. Reflect on how the first half of the season has been. Um, well, I don't think we've ever stopped anyone who wants to come on coming on. So, including you, Nathan, if you want to come on, you're more than welcome. Have we got the quiz? Got the quiz, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, More on that later. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, it knows where we are. He does. And when when we are. It does. Yeah. Philosophical, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it knows <laughs> what time zone we're in. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. Uh, that's that? it. Right. I'll go over to X, formerly known as Twitter, which I think is the new name for it now, isn't it? I, everywhere I've seen it written, it's referred to X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, yeah. As it slowly yeah. transitions to just people. Cool. You think? X. You think this means uh, Mosque is winning? I think so. Gareth Aspinall, Double thoughts on Nuble? He was pretty prolific in pre-season, but has only scored twice in the league. 
He looked tired in the Chelmsford game and spent most in the first half on the left wing. Is he the new Jimmy Torre? Is Coops playing him out of position? I've given my opinion already. You sure as hell ain't Jimmy Torre? No, it's not Jimmy Torre. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, he's not. He's not scored a lot of goals throughout his career. He's not a cent- He's not a striker who's going to get thirty a season. So, and I and I do think Mark Cooper knows where to play him. I mean, he wouldn't have signed him if he didn't, and he wouldn't have tried to sign him in whatever month it was, March, April, if he didn't think, if he didn't know what to do with him or how to get him into the team. So I don't think he's played out of position. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's that relationships with teammates and chopping and changing, which it's hard to adjust to perhaps. That's the that's the defensive question was about answer was about chopping and changing. Yeah. And well, the front has been chopped and changed too, hasn't yeah. it? Though that's yeah. the thing. Exactly. There has been. It's... I'm saying there's a theme here, isn't there? Oh, okay. Now there that is. goes back to our sticking with the winning team. Uh, anyway. Okay, Dan Johnson. Evening. Evening. What is your opinion on Western fans throwing drinks, dark fruit cider question mark over some Yeovil players after the third goal? Harmless football banter or something you think should be investigated further? A referee definitely noted it down, didn't he? And yeah. uh, as Jordan Young used his shirt to wipe whatever was all over his face off of him. I don't know whether that was just a bit of theatrics, but um, yeah, I mean, a bit of beer or cider or whatever it was, um, it's probably just a bit wasteful as much as anything else. I can't imagine they were cheap, those drinks. So, And there looked to be quite a bit of it. Um is, uh, is, is, is one thing, but it's probably the, the principle of it more than anything else, isn't it? If you can throw that, you can throw, uh, you know, something something more than that. I mean, I don't think we can really put ourselves up on a pedestal, particularly when I look at Hemel Hempstead, where our fans were throwing things and um, you know, more than just beer. Uh, and even, around... on, even on Tuesday, there were, were they? when we scored, yeah. there were cups yeah. thrown okay. on the pitch and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't think, you know, two things can be wrong at the same time, can't they? And I think this is probably the occasion where that is the, um, that is the case. But yeah, I, I imagine if the referee's written it down, it'll be in his match report. And I imagine somebody somewhere will get told off. But you can clearly see who's thrown it from the, from the video. So maybe that individual will get um, a tap on the shoulder next time he's at, what's he called? Windstone Road or something like that, isn't it? I'm going to say, I don't think he'll be in Winston Road anymore. Surely that's a bannable offence if ever I've seen one. And you're absolutely right. Um, I'm expecting the FA charges to land from August. And I would be mildly surprised should we not be charged with a little bit of crowd control issue from Hemel. So both bad, both should be investigated. If you're found to be chucking stuff on the pitch, off your pot. Winterstoke Road. There you go. Dexter Tyson. Aloha. 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 If you had to take a five-kilometer tandem bike ride for charity, dressed as Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote, which Yeovil player would you like to join you in the fancy dress outfits, and why? Well, based Worthy. on uh, yeah. yeah, he's got an oh, engine yeah. on him, isn't he? That's 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 the answer. Or Morgan Williams, actually, gets because uh, he was after the Chelmsford match. He was out on the pitch after the game. Running around with his, uh, with his child, kicking the ball around, running all the way around the pitch again. It was a hell of a cool down he was on. Um, yeah, 
would would they be Wiley Coyote or Roadrunner? You're dressed as Wiley Coyote in this. I don't. I'm just going to call it a fantasy then, but that would be a bit odd, wouldn't it? But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, evening, Jonathan Hooper. This is evening. Evening, Jonathan Hooper. The he's the, the he's the new stats guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah, we'll tell he's stats a stat guy. man. <laughs> Uh, when was the last time we scored three goals away from home back to back I have two answers for you (laughs) did you put both of them on Twitter (laughs) so if you want all competitions I refer you to August 2017 where we lost 4-3 away at Forest Green Rovers and then beat Exeter 3-1 in the Football League Trophy a couple of games later. If you want league only, I am going to refer you back to uh, August of 2012, Jeez. where actually we did it three times in a row. Ooh. Um, league How one, many did we win? All of them. Uh, league 1, Brentford 1, Yeovil 3. League 1, Scunthorpe nil, Yeovil 4. And then again, we'll chuck in a JPT game away at Bristol Rovers a couple of games later. So in league only, it's the early part of the 2012-2013 season. And if you like Omens, I'm reliably informed that season ended quite well. I remember that 4-0 at Sunthorpe. That was the Gossie Ugru one, was it? It was indeed. So there you go. Two answers for you. I saw that earlier and I was prepped because I liked it. Nice. Uh... Michael Cavalry, evening. 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 With regards. Can I, can I just ask his, uh, if he's all right? I don't know if you saw his uh, his ex post, but the he fan. took a he took a little he took a little flip over there. And credit to him for getting himself the right way up, because if that were me, <laughs> I'd have been gone. I'd have been gone and been stretched off. I tell you. Yeah. And they were quite high barriers as well. Right. So it was some, you know, you'd have landed on top of your head. Yeah, you'd have been and, in uh, trouble. Yeah, I think yeah. it looked like there was people there to just sort of like lean on his legs and tip him back over like a seesaw right. type thing. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. He seemed to be giving like a peace sign. I think that's what he was doing anyway <laughs> um, to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so evening, Mike. I, 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 I hope yeah, I hope you're all right. Peace to all the uh, Western yeah, fans. Yeah, all the Western fans, yeah. <laughs> uh, with regards to our past performances and current form and run of games to come, What's your predictions for our league position at Christmas time this year? Also, could the squad be strengthened in any way, in your opinion? Cheers, Mike. Very polite question. That was. We don't look at the table, Mike. No. Um, um, I, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if we were kind of roughly, maybe a little bit higher where we were, <laughs> where we are at the moment. What are you laughing at? <laughs> You just get to the point, man. Just, I wouldn't mind if we were kind of roughly. Okay. I wouldn't mind if we were bit. roughly where we are now. Somewhere in the playoffs. Somewhere in that. that yeah, that I think based, pack. based on the start of start of the season, I think. We know where you are, we? Yeah, in the top six. Seven. Yeah. Um, and strengthened? I do think we'll need some bodies at some point because I think I'm, I've got a fear that all of these suspensions are going to come at once. Quite a lot of players on two and three yellow cards. And if they all happen at the same time, we'll be knackered. And there will be injuries. And there will be injuries and bits and pieces. So um, a bit of depth. Um, no particular position. I think we're fine. But 
I do think we'll need a bit of depth and we'll probably have to use everybody at our disposal at some point. It would be nice to get an Ollie Thomas-esque replacement. I'm not saying we're going to find another one of Ollie Thomas, but, you know, a, a young lone striker with, with quality. Pace, yeah, that can just, you know, make a little bit of a difference coming off the bench. Because if you look on on Tuesday night, we did have Nuble and Murphy starting, but we only had Stevens to come on. Mm. I think it was only Stevens in a sort of attacking minded player. And I'm not sure Hyde is necessarily the one who's going to come on and stretch uh, stretch defense days throwing the dictionary he's had enough um i'm not sure hyde's necessarily the same type of player as nuble or thomas in terms of coming on and you know really running about and making teams work so hard he's definitely more of a sort of central striker who holds his position so yeah maybe someone like yeah someone like thomas to you come in and... about a center half with pace as well yes i have yeah so you have one of them as well, we yeah? Christmas. Please, yeah. Please, Mr. Hellier, sir. Please, if, please, please Mr. If not Hellier, before sir. Christmas. Yeah. Um okay. Well, Raging... Christmas present early. <laughs> it's my Crazy. birthday before Christmas. Is it? Okay. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh Raging Ball Skittles. Uh I asked the question after Truro about how late goals may be a factor with teams sitting in and trying to hit us on the break. It was kind of brushed over by you guys. However, <laughs> seeing that seven of our 14 goals have been after 80 minutes, do you feel full-time fitness and quality helps? I think it will only help more as the season goes on, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, mm. I Yeah, it, it occurred to me, I touched on it in my conclusions again. It's another game that's gone 100 minutes and more. If you are able to bring on a player that's a little bit fitter, who's got half a yard more because they're full-time and they're thinking about it seven days a week against a tired defender and finds half a yard more, you're just going to create an extra chance or two. I think it's something that's going to come in more and more. Even like other teams are doing it as well. Hampton and Richmond got a last-minute winner against Weymouth. Um, lots of teams are scoring late, late goals because they're creating more from 80 minutes onwards. I don't think this stoppage time stuff is sustainable. No, not a chance. Not with the Not combined with the yellow card things. No. Let's make them play 15 minutes more per game and let's book them for far more than we used to. You're yeah. going to get players getting injured, players getting tired, making lazy tackles. Players getting suspended. Tired, and then making they get, other and players more tired and more... Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just balmy that they've come in at the same time together. They're completely counterproductive. Well, it's that classic thing about football where it's like, well, we'll do that. And yeah, it doesn't impact like... Man City and Arsenal and Man United and all these teams with like 50 million squad players that can come in and they've got 12 substitutes on the bench and can make like, can they make like five subs now or some yeah, ridiculous exactly. number? If like, but if, if, if they changed it so we could have seven subs and use more or use or have that extra wiggle room, then you might have an argument against it, but it's completely unsustainable as it is, right? Yeah. All right at the top, but the further down you get, it just shouldn't be imposed uh, not to uh not 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 to spoil the surprise but ben and i this week spoke to a former national league south winner 
for a forthcoming edition of the Glover's Past. If you haven't listened to Nick Crittenden, give him a listen. Um, and he said exactly the same about when you get into December and November and you've got people who might have just finished work on a Tuesday night and they have to go a long way and they're a bit tired and they've been playing for however, that's when you're full-time. So I think at the moment, you only have to look at Western, you only have to look at Haven to realise that these players aren't, the, the part-time, full-time gap isn't really there, but the more the season goes on, the more we'll see it, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> Uh, John M. John Tesoro says, Evening. Evening. I asked this last season, but everybody oh, loves it. It wasn't me. really answered. It was brushed over. <laughs> <laughs> loves the occasional repeat. If you got stuck in a bar fight with some Weymouth fans, which two Yeovil players would you want fighting your corner? Jake Wannell and Whittle for me. Absolute units. Has he picked Whittle because he's a scouse? Is that uh, is that what's happened there? I don't know. I don't think I'd go in. I don't think I'd Jake want Jake Wannell in a fight with me because I think he'd be too worried about his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he the target them. as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. Weymouth fans. They're all about twelve years old, aren't they? So you probably just call the parents or something. Didn't you? But... I'm going for Day and Nuble. Oh, okay, I, I think, think... Jake, I think High's got a nasty streak in him. Mm. Yeah, I'm having Jake Hyde. I take Big Frank. But, but he might not stick up for me because I was uh, mean about him earlier on. Um, but uh, also, uh, Josh Thornton, because I think he 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 just looks menacing, even though he's a very nice man, uh, as you can tell from his interview, but he looks menacing, doesn't he? If you if you didn't know Josh Thornton, you just saw this big skinhead bloke. You said there's that there's that picture in there that, uh, uh, was it in the Weymouth game? And it's like someone's having to hold him back and he's like, like that. I think, yeah, if Josh Thornton came here like that, you would... You would turn down, I think. I would anyway, but I'm a coward, so what do I know? <laughs> okay, there we go. We think we've got that one. Uh, Lily White Glover, Guten Abend. Amen. Jordan Young has been sensational in recent weeks, combining real quality on the ball with unbelievable work rate off it. Who would you guys say is our most valuable, potentially profitable playing asset right now? wouldn't disagree with i assume that is to suggest jordan young is is that but um although we haven't really seen him i think we were all a little bit surprised that jordan stevens was still with us um and therefore uh maybe maybe it's him but the one i hope is our most profitable asset is uh, scott pollock who i hope is very valuable <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm without getting too much don't fall in love with footballers uh i think morgan williams it's probably one of those as well, given that he's can play anywhere. Um, yeah. Ben? Uh, I agree with you, Dave, John Stevens. Yeah. Uh, question from Alex Evans. Are any of you as irrationally annoyed as I am that the away socks appear to be a different shade of yellow to the shirt? Or is it just me? This is only a question for Ben, isn't it? Let's just... <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I haven't really paid much attention to the away kit, so I didn't notice. But that would annoy me. It annoys me almost as much as the fact that the pitards on the back of this shirt, the pink shirt, is green when it should be purple. Mm. Well, that annoys me. But gone under if Ben had noticed, he would be with you, I think, is what he's saying. I would be, yeah. If I didn't notice, that would have annoyed me, yes. Alex now says, it's going to annoy you. Alex also says, forgot to say evening. Oh, evening. Evening. 
They're polite, our listeners. Aren't they? I love it. I love that they're nice. They're very polite. <laughs> I love uh, Robin Bachelor as Jordan. He didn't say evening. Didn't he? Classic Robin. As uh, Jordan Young is our best player at the moment. Does he play ahead of Maguire Drew, or is there any way we can play the same eleven and get the most out of both? He is playing instead of Maguire, uh, Maguire Drew at the moment. He is. Um, Sounds uh, like a tactical question. This. You two, you two both looked up. At the exact I'm, same angle at the same time, then because Dave's obviously looking at mosquitoes. I'm looking at I'm mosquitoes. Just, I'm just looking into the <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think there probably is a place for Maguire Drew if you're gonna change to a four, two, three, one. Um but in our four three three world, can't have it's just not a place, is there? And right now who's 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 scoring goals and setting up goals? But Jay Young Esquire. Exactly. We will uh, need JMD. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. This is not a long time out of the out of the team. No chance. And almost a pair of pilots says, Oh, how am I gonna do this one? Buna Sarah? What? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh if you can Go bit of google translate going on yeah, there why do we do it? he's almost a pro pilot so maybe yeah he's been well, some far-flung part of the world maybe pick up the lingo soon enough he'll be going even further um what do you think of the abuse given to sheridan by york fans after comments you made about the new york manager what are your thoughts on the beverage we've done that one the thoughts on the beverage who should be yeovil's player of the month for august uh thoughts on abuse just stupid annoying that Dickhead of a steward. It was your owner that was abusive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I do think with this whole thing, I don't care about York. Let York York be York. (laughs) Move along. Yeah, exactly. Um, Player of the month for August. Morgan Williams. Hmm. Jay Young Esquire. Or maybe September, isn't he? Probably more September. So he got September wrapped up. Reese Murphy. Important goals Thanks, at important man. times. Led the line. Bagsman set us on our way. Honourable mention. Morgan Williams. Jake Wannell. There you go. Three. Yeah. The fact that we've got three options <laughs> is a wonderful thing. If you'd have asked us any we'll month it... of last season, yeah. we would have said a single one of them. We would have been fine for August last season. We'd have won Jamie <laughs> record because he scored a couple. Other than that, knackered. Not we'll put good. it on a poll. We'll put it on a poll. We'll do the one all. One all. See... Williams and uh, Murphy. Murphy and Murphy. Young. There's your four. Yeah, but young, Young's only just started playing. Yeah, um, say what? What say one on Williams and, and Murphy? We'll, we'll ask. We need a fourth. We'll ask people. Like we don't need a fourth. fourth. Why do okay. we need a fourth? You can add it. You can add a fourth, can't you? On, I mean, yeah, on uh, X poll. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Callum Hallett says evening. Evening. Good evening. If you could have anyone you wanted, dead or alive, on the podcast, who would you choose? Alive. Yeah. Doesn't make for good audio otherwise. Brilliant. That's fine. I would have, having uh, randomly just found him on YouTube, on the uh, um, iPlayer, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is a brilliant uh, interviewee. Absolutely mad as a box of frogs on occasion. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, got an opinion on most of it. Don't know what you know about Yeovil Town. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How is he related to Yeovil Town? Well, I don't know. I think think we probably, with the exception of... uh, 
uh, Key Skivert and Esquire. I think we probably had most people I would want yeah. on Yeovil. Imagine, imagine us being able to, and I'm blowing smoke firmly up our backside here, the quality of interview that we three can do. Imagine going to that level of depth with that amazing Sunderland thing from 49 and going into behind the scenes and talking tactics with someone like Alex Stock about that whole year and the teams and the people and how he goes about it and his man management and all the rest of it. I think a modern style of interview to that kind of era would be incredibly fascinating. And I would, so that, there you go. I'm having that one. Alex Stock, please. Because I think we would bring the best out of that as much as anything else. Fair answer than mine, to be fair. You asked the questions, don't they? Uh, can I go with Skivo? Yeah. And also, because I think it would be fascinating, uh, Michael McKindo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'd, I, I would I would make sure I was available for that club as past. Cool. That's them all. Uh, that's it for not Thursday episode, isn't yet. it? I was going to say it's not going to be an hour and a half, but I just remembered what's to come. So What is to come? Let's find out. Okay, quiz time once again, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, as seems to be the uh, the recurring theme, we welcome back our reigning Glover's Cast quiz champion, Mr. Marcus Duncan. Marcus, first of all, where are you? Uh, I am in a hostel in Bilbao. It's a long story. Not a wardrobe, as you thought when you saw my video. Uh, Definitely but... Ikea vibes going on here. But, yeah, it, uh... it is very Ikea-y. Uh, I'll <laughs> give you that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, bit of a strange one, but anything for the Glover's Cast quiz. So, you know, here I am. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is the kind of the kind of commitment that gets you to where Marcus Duncan is today. I think, what are we on now? Is this your fifth time? Fifth, fifth uh, one? Trying to get you? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Blimey. Right, he's not, okay. He's not counting. He's not counting. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got somewhere in my notes on my phone. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> all the questions. All your scalps. Like. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, as you heard there, Mr. Ian Perkins has uh, stepped up as the competitor because for every contest that Marcus has been involved in, he and Ben both messaged me saying, "I got that before both of them. I got that before both of them." So <laughs> here we go. We're gonna we're gonna put this we're gonna put this theory to the test. I've uh, now I, I've decided to go back in time a little bit more because I was also told that uh, they they were getting annoyed about um, using all these uh, sort of Darren Way era. Um, uh, players, so, golden era, absolutely yeah, golden <laughs> era. Uh, so I'm told I've, I'm sure I've seen a picture of a young Marcus Duncan at Wembley in 2007. Am I right? Uh, maybe age about 11 or something like that. Perhaps. But um, yeah, I, I was following it 2007, albeit. Okay. From a seven, six-year-old's body. So, oh, yeah. okay, all right, okay. Well, some of these might be a challenge. No, it's fine. But, I'll take uh, you back to eighteen ninety-five. You as did I said. tell me eighteen ninety-five. We're not going back that far because Wikipedia doesn't go back that far either. So, uh, and that's what I rely on. Right. Okay. Without further ado, as you're on, you're on Spanish time here, so we're probably you know several hours ahead. But right, let's go. Let's go. Right. You ready? Yeah. Always ready. Always ready. Right. Okay. Here's the first one. 
I was born in Camberwell in London in November 1980 and served my football apprenticeship with a crazy gang of Wimbledon, making my debut as a 19-year-old in a 3-0 FA Cup defeat to Fulham. A week later, I made my premiership debut, coming on as a late substitute for Jason Yule in the Don's forward line before being loaned out to Swindon Town, where I managed two goals in 12 appearances. There are other loan spells at Port Vale, Leighton Orient and Brighton, but during my uh, sorry, but during my five years, I managed to make 75 appearances for Wimbledon, scoring six times. But in the summer of 2004, just six months after the Don became those franchise bastards with their move to Milton Keynes, I quit to join Southend United. That proved a happy hunting ground for me. And in my first season, we won the League Two player final in the same season Yeovil roared to the title. I started up front in a 2-0 win over Lincoln City at the Millennium Stadium in May 2005. My strike partner, Freddie Eastwood, scored in extra time. I was again a regular in, uh, for the Shrimpers in League One the season after, which included a goal in a 4-1 home win over Yeovil as Southend won the League One title. But promotion to the championship saw me move from Roots Hall to Somerset. And was my... Uh, my ne- <laughs> Is it Matt Harold? It's not Matt Harold. No, no, no. It's not. Was that you, Marcus? I'm not. I'm actually reading. No, it was. It was me. It was Ian. Right. Okay. So you're out for the next paragraph. I'll be honest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Saw me move from Rootsall to Somerset. I've written this wrong. And Somerset was my next home. As in June 2006, I signed a two-year deal with the club. And I made an instant impact paired alongside Matty Harrell for the opening game at Millwall. You're back in now, Ian. Um, I scored a first-half goal only for it to be cancelled out by Darren Byfield seven minutes later. I went on to score 12 goals in 52 matches that season, including a memorable 90th-minute strike in a 2-1 home win over the division's eventual champions by then Gary Johnson's Bristol City. Nearly said Yeovil Town then. Um, I also featured in both playoff semi-finals against Nottingham Forest, paired alongside Marcus Stewart, for that memorable night at the city ground. Not got it yet, no? I only stayed one season in Somerset with the with Glover's boss, Russell Slade, revealing I was desperate to get back to London. I managed to do that, joining Leighton Orient for a five-figure fee in July 2007. And I managed 10 in 43 appearances in my first season in East London before suffering an ACL injury early in the 2008-2009 season, which kept Is it Wayne of... Gray? It is Wayne oh. Gray, yes. Why did it take me that long? I was going to say, I was, thank- <laughs> I was, thank- oh. I was going to add in, that proved to be the end of my EFL career, where I moved to my namesake club, Gray's Athletic. <laughs> I was surely one of going to get that, aren't they? Whew. Right. Well, I right. can't believe how long that took me. Apologies I- I to everyone at home See, screaming. Ben will be at home screaming to that one, man. I should yeah. have said I'd forgotten. There's a theme to this, which is um, they've all scored in the first game of uh, first game of a season. So wow. that, that's that's a theme. But you didn't. Well, hear I would have got. I would have got it if you. You would have got it straight away it. if I'd have said that. Okay, I was looking well. for the theme. <laughs> yeah, you were waiting for the <laughs> wait for the theme. Okay, right. You ready for the second one? It's the first time you've been behind Marcus, I think. Oof. Yeah, no I, I like to come back from behind. It's fine. Yeah, no like pre- no dramatic. No yeah, I'll just like <laughs> town. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> right. I was born in Gillingham in Kent. 
in August 1983 and began my youth career at my hometown team. But I quickly dropped into non-league football and saw service for a number of clubs, including Ellsbury, Yedding, Staines, and finally Windsor and Eton. It was whilst I was there I got a trial at Brentford and a goal in a friendly win earned me a contract in the summer of 2006. I made 15 appearances, including as a second-half substitute and a 2-1 defeat to Yeovil in the 2006-07 season before the departure of Leroy Rossinia, the manager who brought me to Brentford in November 2006. Gavin Tomlin. Gavin Tomlin is the right answer. You know, I was waiting for about 10 seconds more of information (laughs) and then... uh... But Ian Waiting. was bra- <laughs> yeah. There you go. Waiting that for one. the Fisher Athletic mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I hadn't even got the Fisher Athletic, but and I was going to re- name check Andre McCollin and Kieran Murta, which would have you know, given it away for anyone, right? Well, we're going to give Marcus the opportunity for a bit of pride? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, why not? Right, let's do the third one. Go out with a bang, Marcus. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I was born in Poole in Dorset in April 1995 and made my name with a prolific spell at Christchurch, where I scored 17 times in 30. Harry Cornick. Harry Cornick is the right answer. He's straight (laughs) in there. Darren Way era. Yeah, I did. I did make that one a bit. The Christchurch. Made that. Made that a bit later, (laughs) didn't I? There you go. Well. Marcus, it's been quite a run, I have to say, and um, you're probably grateful just to be off this now, so you don't have to keep spending your Thursday afternoons, evenings with us, even. Oh, I'd never say that. Uh, it's a pleasure. Worthy you might think it, but you wouldn't say it. <laughs> Certainly not while we'd record, he wouldn't say it. Absolutely not. Right. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to look back through the list of people who've uh, put their name forward and see who we uh, we bring forward to take on our newly crowned Glover's Cast Quiz champion, Mr. Ian Perkins. So, Marcus, thank you for your time. And Ian, we'll speak again soon. Cheers. Been a pleasure. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!